Welcome to the School for Small Business podcast, where small business owners come to learn the keys to running a successful small business on their own terms. We've been in your shoes, scaling from the basement to the boardroom. We understand the highs and lows of entrepreneurship. And the one thing we know, business doesn't have to be hard. Let us make it easy for you. No business degree required. Join us as we unpack what it really takes to have success. The time, the money, and the freedom that you desire, all while having a massive impact on the people you serve. It's okay to want it all. If you've ever referred to yourself as an accidental entrepreneur, this is the podcast for you. We're going to dive into the mindset, the strategy, and everything in between. While you're busy supporting others, let us support you. Welcome back to Small Business School. And today we're going to be chatting a little bit about Profit First. If you're not familiar with Profit First, it's this method, a phenomenal book um, that really uh, by Mike Michalowicz, he breaks down um, a fantastic way of keeping track of some of your business um, expenses. It would be something that you're doing like in addition to your accounting or how you're doing your accounting. Really, it's this method of putting money into certain bank accounts so that you're setting your limits for yourself. And I absolutely love the approach and I also really want to break down in this episode why people are not having the results from Profit First that they're hoping for and try to help you resolve that. So um, just to go back and give you a few more details, Profit First is a system where the concept is, is that all your money goes into a bank account and then you break it out. So there's some pools for things like employee pay, your all your other operating expenses, um, paying yourself as an owner. So owner compensation, there's profits and taxes. I believe that's the five. I personally don't use all those accounts because I don't think they're necessary. One, I always pay myself for the work that I do in the business as an employee. So I don't really need an owner pay. I put that right into like how I'm taking money out of the operating account. Um, I do believe in the profits. I believe we need one tax account, but most of it I would just leave within my operating account because I can see I don't need another bank account. And in Canada, most of our accounts, especially the ones that um, are really work well for small businesses. So like some of the main banks, they charge you for all these different accounts. So I don't want there to be a cost with it. That being said, if you follow the method, what I love most about this is that it creates financial pressure. So when everything is mixed into an account, we have some confusion about things. So like number one, we don't create the pressure by making ourselves profitable. And when, um, so in profit first, like he loves to like get to the point where you're at, like taking a little bit out each month for profit. Um, and then you're working your way up to a higher and higher percentage. This creates pressure because if you're automatically taking this out and your business isn't as profitable as it needs to be, because you're removing this money from your operating account and those other accounts, all of a sudden you're getting tight, right? You don't get this mixed in with everything else. And then you're like, okay, well, can I afford this or can I not? Like, where does this sit? You have a more clear picture and it really does like the diamond, you know, the pressure creates a diamond. It puts pressure on the business for you to see how it's doing. The one thing I would say here is, is if you know, so like you don't even necessarily need the bank accounts to accomplish this. If you already know you're not as profitable as you want to be, and really all of this can be accomplished like through accounting reports where, um, because I've got that CFO level insight, like we can accomplish all this through reports, not just having to have bank accounts, but this is like the bank accounts are great for like an average person. Um, 
But because we're removing this profit, and then if we can't afford to do it, it almost creates a shame of like, okay, well, I'm putting the profit in there. Oop, don't have enough money, transferring it back. And we're almost creating the habit of doing that every month. And so then it kind of gets to the point where we're like, oh, well, why bother? Like, this is adding work to move it and then move it back or adding shame when we're not moving it. So if that's one of the downfalls of that profit account is if you're that far off, like knowing before you start profit first, you could use the method to be like, okay, well, where would I sit and what changes do I need to make to get there? Um, but maybe just like not going through the actions just because somebody told you to, I think is one of the shortfalls of like, I have people where it's like, you know, profit first doesn't make you more profitable. If you don't have money to put in the profit account, you don't have money to put in the profit account. One of the things I absolutely love that I would never, ever disagree with is moving the taxes. I think, um, you know, when you're operating out of one account, the the downside to this is that you don't have the tax money set aside. So oftentimes we're using it thinking it's A, profit, B, owner's pay, C, for operations, D, for expanding, you know, buying more inventory, buying new equipment, things like that. And then all of a sudden it comes time to pay the taxes and we don't have that. So I love the concept of having those taxes. Um, put into a separate account, um, you know, working with your accountant to kind of know what that looks like. In Canada, I like using reports from our bookkeeping to tell you how much that is because profit or taxes are paid on profit. Okay, so like, you can't just take um, a percentage of every dollar that comes into um, the business and just say, okay, this is profit and we're moving this. It, it has to be thought out because it's based on profit, not just revenue. Um, so the tax account is like absolutely non-negotiable. I love that. The profit account, I think that there's, you know, I love it. Um, and then being able to strategically use it. If you're deciding like, I'm going to forgo my profit, I'm going to reinvest it in my business. And I love that. I also know like some businesses, they're not there yet. And really, this is it. This is like what this whole episode about is about is just because you're moving money from a bank account to a bank account, it does not show you necessarily what the issue is in your business and the strategy to get out of that. Okay, it's going to highlight the picture better for you because now you're going to see like, okay, I don't have money in my profit account. Do I or do I not have money in the tax account? But from a strategy level, what I see most people missing is like, well, then how do I fix this? Like, I don't know what I should invest in or I don't know like what my next move is, is to fix the problem. Right. So that is where profit first has a shortfall. And I love the method of you know, highlighting some things differently. I also mentioned like, you know, working with a fractional CFO, this is one of the things we work on. We have a budget that's no different than saying like, okay, we have to move X dollars to this operating account every month. And then that's where we're going to spend from. Because when you do that in a profit first method, a, you know how much your budget is. That's how much you're moving to the account. And then you know what your expenditures are because you planned that, you know, this would be what's um, coming out. And then you're either over or under budget. But the point behind um, working with a fractional CFO or a mentor in your business is them having very strategic advice on how to help you. So if you are not where you want to be, it's about getting the advice on what is your next right action step. And in businesses like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know about you, but like, there's a million things that are on my list. 
I'd love to take better photos. I'd love to take better videos. I'd love to use, learn to use AI better. I would, you know, love to invest for one of our companies in more product. I have no idea if that's going to turn around well. Like I would love to like revamp pieces of the website. Like this is where it just kind of goes on and on. Like I'd love to pay for this type of marketing. And there's so many things that I'm like, oh, we could do this. Or even just with my time, like I could show up differently, but a seasoned mentor is able to look at your business from the outside in. They're able to help you look at a, your own patterns and your own habits and your own way of doing things, your specific customer base, because two, you know, you could have two massage therapists standing next to each other and they will just, you know, by nature, probably speak to a different type of customer. Maybe, you know, each one wants a little bit, something a little bit different. So knowing your customer, knowing you and knowing your area and like what the potential is. Okay. So that is where the magic is made. And that is why some people are using profit first and they're like, okay, this is falling short. Now there is a a, a place in the market for this because I, I do think that there are a lot of people who um, just don't have that vision, right? Like when it's all going into one account, if you're not working with somebody at a mentorship level who knows how to do this, then you really just don't have the oversight over your business to have those fantastic and like really successful results. Like there's just not enough oversight when you're just looking at your bank account and it's kind of all going in together. Um, even things like, you know, accounts receivable. So you've invoiced somebody but not collected that plays into things because um, the timing of like, when do you get paid? Did you have to pay a subcontractor to do the work? Um, all of that, you know, is kind of missed by moving this through bank accounts. But at the end of the day, your key to success is going to be having oversight and then the strategy. So if you're the type of person who likes systems, okay, keep in mind that this is like, this is a bit of effort because each week, ideally, I think the, the system asks you to do this each week, you're going in and you're making transfers, you have to look at how much money came into the account, and then you make transfers to other accounts. Also means you kind of need to have a budget, you have to understand like, are my expenses within the budget that I have? Um, so you have to do some things at an administrative level. And if you're not that type of person, what I would say is like knowing yourself in business. So are you the type of person who's going to do things administratively? If you are, that's fantastic. Um, if you are not the type of person to do things administratively, then that is where you just know yourself. You're like, okay, this is how I do business. I'm going to go out and I'm going to hire somebody just to give me the Coles notes advice like that I need. I just need the oversight. Just tell me, tell me the big picture. Maybe you can even work with your bookkeeper to give you the same advice without having to go through and um, do the steps of like actually making these transfers just and like setting up all the bank accounts and having the, you know, automatic payments come from the right accounts and all that kind of stuff. So maybe that is something that you just know yourself. And that is actually the ultimate flex in business of knowing yourself and knowing what your strengths are and what what is not your strength. Um, I have some business owners that I've worked with over the last year who knew that they actually just loved being practitioners. They didn't like a lot of growing the business. And I was so like thrilled to work with them because they were able to identify that. And then they said, I hired a manager. So it was built into the strategy of the business. What is it going to take to hire a manager so that I don't have to do this kind of stuff? Cause that's not what I like, but I love 
the idea of it being my business and running a business and I still want to be a practitioner. So I just thought like that's the ultimate flex in business. I hope this gives you some oversight. If you've heard like what is, you know, profit first, I'm hearing about this. What is it? I hope from this episode, you understand like, okay, is it going to work for me? Is it something I should invest in? Um, Knowing that like it does take some administrative work. I love that it sets targets. Um, The other thing is, is in the book, it, it sets some targets, but it's like, every business is different, right? So that might be where, well, I think the book actually suggests like there's profit first mentors all over the place, but also like a fractional CFO can help you do that and a bit more. It's not not just like that specific model. They should be able to help you with that model and then some. But, you know, are you going to be able to understand the business? Are you going to be able to adapt it for your business? Are you going to actually also be kind of like pushing yourself, right? So, um, are you going to be able to give yourself those ideas of where to go? How, how much have you tried? Are there, do you have a ton of ideas of, of what's left? Or are you like at your end, um, like not knowing what's working? So knowing yourself, knowing the business, knowing where you're at can help you make a decision of whether or not profit first is the right thing for you. Um, and if it is, or if it's not, then what would your next steps be? The other thing though, that I would just finish this episode off with is that at the end of the day, what I think is non-negotiable about all of this is having an understanding of the business, like what comes in revenue, what goes out expenses and the strategy behind it. Because like at the very end of things, profit first is just this like basically moving this money that tells you, A, we want to make profit. We want to have money for taxes. You want to be paying yourself. You want to be paying your bills and you want to have the right amount of money coming in. And so Whatever you do to get there, um, I think it doesn't matter to me. Does that make sense? Is like, we're just interested in your success. So if you can do those five things, like knowing that you're bringing in enough revenue, what your other opportunities are there, are you managing your operating costs, um, your, your taxes, your owner pay and, and profitable, um, I that is key. This is one of the things I've been working with uh, business owners on this year and having these financial strategy sessions where like we really dive in for them on their business and be like, well, what are your opportunities? And It was so interesting to see like profit first wouldn't have managed this where like on a product based company, they didn't understand like all of the things that went into making um, these products. And I mean, if if numbers aren't your strength, a lot of the time, like you're maybe not knowing like you're you don't have the accounting brain to be like, well, are all my expenses in one of these columns? So maybe, you know, you're doing this and it it looks better than it is, or maybe um, you've got something duplicated, but like we have a way of checking it. And so when this woman went through this with me, she was like, holy smokes, like, okay, I have totally have to pivot my business this way in order for it to be successful. Um, when you're guaranteeing profit, it actually makes you make a really hard decision. Like sometimes, you know, you're going to forego profit for a certain period of time because we look at it and we're like, wow, that's not doable until we hit like this volume. But then, you know, like how far off is that volume? Um, Am I creating a job for myself? Like, what would I be able to pay myself? Like what rate to pay? And just that perspective is just like, that is everything. Because without perspective, we're just stumbling around in the dark, hoping it works out. And ultimately, I think that's why so many businesses, like, uh, they call it fail. Um, But 
you know, that's why so many businesses close or give up because they run out of either the cash runway or they run out of the the energy runway um, to try to figure it out and make it work. So like, let's get that perspective faster. Okay. Hope you love the episode. I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me a DM. Tell me what you learned. Um, also tell me what you'd love to learn more of. I do episodes every single week for you. And, um, until next time. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the school for small business podcast. That's right. I'm saying thank you because I believe so heavily in small businesses and how they are the backbone of our community. And I am so grateful that you are taking the steps to make sure that your small business is here for the long run, supporting your family and your community. And I just love it. If you found any nuggets from this episode that were helpful to you, I want to ask you a favor. I want to ask that you share them with a friend because if you found them helpful, somebody else will as well. And it's that concept of the rising tide raises all ships. So please go ahead and share with a friend, whether it's on social, maybe you're sending them an email the old school way. I don't know. You want to send a letter, but any way you want to share, I would just be eternally grateful. And as always, like, please just shoot me a DM on Instagram. I love to chat with small business owners.